Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. I am so happy you're here. It's so good to have you with Weight Loss for Fertility. This, the reason I do this is because of you. I am thinking about you all the time. I want to help you. And this is the place to come. It's one of the places to come. You could also find me on Instagram at StephanieFineMD. You can come to my website. You can lose weight with me. There's lots of ways to interact. <laughs> but this is one, and right now we're together. So I'm so, so happy. And today we're talking about a pretty important thing. Uh, and when we're talking about weight loss, and that is overeating. So overeating is the number one reason we weigh more than we want to. Like if we had to boil it down, that's literally the reason is that we overeat. And so the definition for me of overeating is anytime we eat more than our body needs. Anytime we eat more than our body needs. So you can see a lot of times <laughs> there's overeating. A more subtle one is eating past satisfied. So, you know, we have a hunger scale. We have, um, that's one of the episodes. I believe it's episode two. You can listen all about that. But the hunger scale is useful because we learn, when you're practicing using it, you learn to eat when you're hungry. Not the first sign of hunger, but when you're hungry, that's negative two. And then we eat to positive two, which is satisfied, not full. Positive three is full. Full is too much. Full is too much. So many of us think, like, we've trained ourselves to think we're done eating when we're full, when we physically feel like actually a little, it's a little pain, if we were to describe it. But really, our body doesn't need that much food. It just needs to go to satisfied. Like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. Got it. All done. So the more nuanced overeating... I think, is eating past satisfied. But a typical one that we, many of us are very familiar with, is like an emotional eating. We can call it a binge. I mean, it depends. That definition I'm not going to be talking about here. But when we know we're not hungry, but we have a craving or we are sad or we're trying to deal with some emotion in the way that we know best, which is often eating. So it's, it's comforting. We want comfort, and so we eat. I mean, also, we want to celebrate, so we eat. I mean, there's lots of reasons for emotional eating. It doesn't always have to be a negative emotion. But the point is it's not to fuel your body because you're hungry. So that's overeating. Now, when we're losing weight, we can pay attention to those. It's useful. And so that's what we're going to be talking about here. When we can identify when we're doing it, we can gather some information around it. I'm going to show you the framework to do that, but that's why noticing overeats is really important. And so to me, this is the ideal way to deal with an overeat. Now, I'm sure you can guess it's not going to be beat yourself up and think you're terrible and pout and just continue eating. A lot of us do that. <laughs> that's how a lot of us deal with overeats now but I want to help you deal with it in a different way. That 
that way is very familiar, but it doesn't get us anywhere. It doesn't get us the goal that we want, and it also feels terrible. So we're going to do it differently. And so doing dealing with overeats in this way that I'm going to describe will lead to permanent weight loss. It will. Can you believe that? It really will. Because remember, if overeating is the reason that we have more weight on, on ourselves than we want, then dealing with them will have us permanently lose weight. So that's the good news. Let's do it. It is a four-step process. And the absolute number one most important is the first. And that is once a, an overeat has happened, because we're talking about after. So we're, there's actually lots of ways, and you can listen to the rest of these podcasts, and we'll continue to have podcasts about this, about planning and anticipating and all these other things of before an overeat. But today we're talking about once an overeat has happened. Okay? The first thing to do, this is number one, is be loving. Doesn't that sound radical? I mean, it, it doesn't sound radical. It sounds like a very nice thought. But what I mean is, is if, if you're familiar with having an overeat, the, our, our default is yelling at ourselves, being so upset with ourselves. Because a lot of the times the overeat feels out of control. And, and then we just end up berating ourselves. It's such a terrible, it's, it's like putting salt on a wound, you know, already there was something out of control and then we beat ourselves up. It's terrible. So literally the first thing, and let me tell you something, if you can master this, you're home free, home free. So I want you to imagine that your child, your child's three and you know, all this fertility stuff is over, you get pregnant, you carry the pregnant, you give birth, everything's fabulous, and now you have a three-year-old. And the three-year-old was pouring, uh, like had a glass of milk or water, whatever, and it fell and broke. So the poor three-year-old is, is, is so sad and crying and feels terrible about the broken glass, but you, you being the parent or the person, it is so easy for you to see how that's inconsequential. It just doesn't matter that they broke a glass. I mean, it, uh, you'll clean it up and everyone's safe, but I mean, it like in the scheme of things, it's just not a big deal. But to them, it really feels like a very big deal. And so, you know, all, if we're, we have all our wits about us, we wouldn't lash out and yell at the kid. We would hug them and comfort them because they're so upset it's going to be okay. It's not a problem. We can clean it up. It's no big deal. And you know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the person who, who dropped the, the glass. There's, there's just nothing wrong with them. This is all part of it. This is part of learning. This is part of living. This is part of, of life. And it's so easy for you to see that it had no impact on that value of that beautiful child. They are as whole and fabulous and innocent and sweet and worthy as they ever were. 
and they just made a mistake. They dropped a, a cup. That's the kind of energy, ultimately, that was, will be so helpful if you can have for yourself. That the overeat doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that you're never going to lose weight. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean you can never do it. It doesn't mean you're broken. It, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a mistake or a learning or you're in the process. It's part of it. It's not a problem. And when we can look at ourselves like that loving mother to the child, that's when things get so much easier. So this piece is the most important and, and the most like mind-bending because it's the opposite of what we've been doing usually. And to try to practice doing it can be challenging. But it's so valuable. And hopefully you can see that it's true. An overeat really is just a habit that we've gotten into. And there are actually, there's lots of reasons, right? There's sugar, there can be addictions and cravings. And if you've got sleep and I mean, there's so many, many reasons, but along the process of weight loss, it's, it's just a bump in the road. It's a learning lesson. It does not mean anything about you as a human being. And remembering that is so valuable because when we beat ourselves up as the first step after an overeat, we are actually more likely to overeat again and again and again. And maybe even very soon after because we feel terrible. We originally overate to comfort ourselves and now we make ourselves feel worse. So of course we're going to eat to comfort ourselves. But if we learn to comfort ourselves or to be kind to ourselves, then we don't need to comfort ourselves around that. We just see it for what it is. Just a mistake, a part of the learning, not a problem. Now, you may feel physically uncomfortable, so you're going to have to deal with that, just like the child's going to have to help clean up the, you know, the spilled milk. Not a problem, not in a judgmental way at all. Like part of the learning. Oh, this is how, so now we're, like, mommy's going to clean up the broken glass. You, you sit over here. And then when that's done, we get the towel and we clean up the milk and we get a little water and we do that. No problem. Let's get you another glass. Because you're going to eat again. And it's okay. So this loving yourself piece is, I cannot overemphasize how important it is. Now, I have three more steps, but, but I still want to talk about this a little more. Because what may happen is you may say, okay, I, you know what? I think this is a great idea. I can see how being loving will help me be able to shape this behavior in the future. So I'm going to try to do it. And you're going along and you have, there's Girl Scout cookies and you eat a whole box and you beat yourself up. Even though you just said you were going to try this new way, it's not a problem because if you just heard this or you listen again or you somehow remember after the, the beatdown that you have, you remember, then you can do it then. So you'll do the loving part whenever you remember it. And you can talk to yourself and you can explain to yourself how everyone makes mistakes. It's not a problem. 
there's nothing has gone wrong in terms of your worthiness or being on the planet. Because what happens when you remember afterwards and do it is you start remembering sooner. And then you remember right after. And then you remember during. And then you remember before. And then when we're loving to ourselves more often, we don't need the comfort of the overeat. And we also may learn to deal with um, our emotions in different ways too. That's Those are other episodes. But this loving piece basically has you starting from a good place. You're not starting from digging a hole. You're at least on the ground. You're not further down the hole. So step one is remember to be loving. Kind, loving. You're, you're remembering the three-year-old kid. Okay, so step two is investigate the circumstances. Be curious. Okay, so now you're loving, which is amazing. So good when you're able to do that. And you're going to practice and you're going to learn that. And so you're, you're being loving. And now that you're loving, you're not down in a ditch. You're like, oh, okay, I, I see that that happened. Yep, uh, I'm a little uncomfortable right now, but I can see that that happened. So now I'm free. Immediately upon being loving to yourself, you are free to be curious. If we beat ourselves up, we're not free to be curious. We're, we're sort of licking our wounds and we're, we're spinning. But if we're, we're you know, gives our, give ourselves a hug and our understanding, then we can be curious. And that's such a good place to be. What happened? How did that happen? I know I wasn't hungry. So what were the things that happened that led to this overeat? And sometimes it will feel like you don't know, but you guess. And some of you may remember episode 13 about how to make progress. This is where this comes in, the evaluation process. You can, you get curious and you think about the things that went well around it, the things that didn't, and what you may do differently. So the evaluation process can fit in here, but the curiosity, that's that's the space. We, so first we're loving. The loving allows us to be curious. Hmm, what was I feeling? Oh, was there any time that I could have changed? Could I have stopped any sooner? Hmm, maybe not. So the curiosity is the thing that moves us forward because we identify the way we're feeling, the circumstances, maybe, you know, certain, you know, cookies were around. And so environmental control, any, any set of circumstances, like the perfect storm that allowed this to happen, we can parse that out when we're curious. And then we can go to step number three, which is decide what you're going to do next time. So we've gotten curious, we've thought this through, and then we're like, okay, well, you know what? Next time I am going to make sure to have a lunch because I didn't and the afternoon came and I was too hungry and the Girl Scout cookies looked too good. Amazing. So you were loving, so you were able to start cleanly. And then that led to you being able to be curious, see what's going on. And then you could make a decision about next time. So helpful. 
because there will likely be a next time or something similar. And so because we're being loving and non-judgmental, it's just easy to come up with a plan and to be curious, remember? Now, here is the last step, and this is really important. The last step is to thank yourself or give yourself a high five or praise yourself in some way that you did this process. Like, oh, this is the first time I was loving right after an overeat. And then I thought about what was going on. I came up with a plan and now I basically give myself a high five. Now, the reason why this is important, this acknowledgement of the change in behavior and the positive reinforcement for this really effective, good feeling way of dealing with an overeat is that you get a dopamine hit. We're going to use those neurotransmitters to our benefit. You get dopamine hits from food, which is partly why we can have overeats. But now we want to get dopamine from our own encouragement of behaviors that we're looking to change. And I, I know it's you giving yourself a high five, but the brain doesn't care. The brain just likes a high five. It's very sweet that way. <laughs> and let me tell you something. This totally works. When you say, hey, good job. Really, and that's like, a girl. I mean, that's like, that's all you need to say. Something like that. It's an acknowledgement of job well done. Good try. I like how you did that. Wink at yourself. And you know, Louise Hay's mirror work, which is, I love you, I really, really love you. Any and all of those will give you a dopamine hit. And when we anchor it with a dopamine hit of the positive reinforcement, it is more likely to happen again. And that's what we want, right? The positive spiral of how we deal with an ovary. That it can feel good after we deal with an overeat. So an overeat doesn't feel good physically usually, but how we deal with it can. And that's huge because what we're praising and, and thanking ourselves for is the new way. It's the new wiring. It's the being loving and then coming up with a plan for the next time. That's now that's different than saying, oh, it's okay, and sort of just um, blowing it off, because it is something we want to change. So when we are actually moving in the direction of change, that's what we want to reward. And you do that by changing your brain in the way that you think about it. Oh, it's just a mistake along the way. That's not a problem. And then being curious, we can't skip that step. We have to be curious about what happened. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I see. Yeah, I was upset. Okay, the next time I'm upset, I'm going to have these other things to do. Or I'm going to listen to the hunger scale, and when I'm not hungry, it's easier and easier for me not to eat. And... And then we're coming up with the plan and then we're thanking ourselves. We're acknowledging that we just did this great new behavior. Okay? 
four steps. We want that little dopamine hit for the way that we handled ourselves, for the rewiring of our brain, for the kindness, for the curiosity, and for the decisions that we're making. That's how you change overeats. Now, you didn't change that one, but you're changing the next one, and then that's changing, and then you're changing the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And the beauty is, it doesn't feel terrible. It just feels like you're taking care of yourself. And then you give yourself a high five for that. And that deserves a high five, let me tell you, my friend. So, that's overeats. That is how we're going to deal with them. Ready for the recap? Number one, be loving. Number two, be curious. Number three, decide what to try next time. And number four, praise, thank, high five, anything that gives you that dopamine hit for the rewiring of the brain that you're doing. Amazing. I am so excited for you to try this. I would love to know which parts feel hardest to you. I'm thinking it's the loving, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's the high five. <laughs> Let me know. I'm at Stephanie Fine MD on Instagram. I would absolutely love to hear about the, this process for you or anything having to do with weight loss in your infertility journey. I'm also, uh, my website, stephaniefinemd.com. And you can find me there. You can contact me. You could also lose weight with me. There's a button. You can press it and we can get connected. I would love to help you with this. It's what I do. This is what I think about all the time. I'm thinking about you. I'm sending you so much love too, by the way. Until next week. Mwah. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.